Inside Out Crew podcast, where we talk about organizational leadership, systems, marketing, and more for your church or organization. Our goal is to help you redefine your culture from the inside out. Today, we want to talk about having a vision while being under a vision. Today, you have your hosts, Nathan Westfall and Michael Moore. Hello. How is it going? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Good. Glad to be here. Yeah, doing real well. Just got back from Texas. Boom. So you got your y'alls recharged and everything? My y'alls. I almost started out with a howdy, but I didn't start out with a howdy. You're learning. Good. Yeah. Um, You know, let me just tell one quick story about Texas. Um, Besides the horrible flight experience and the enormous amount of food and everything else, Mm -hmm. but we'll get to that, you know, later. Of course. course. Yeah. Um, I was expecting it to be warm down there, and we got off the plane. And it was colder in Dallas, Texas than it was in Albany, New York. And yep. I was very upset about that. And it stayed cold for the first two days we were there. And then it didn't warm up till like four to six hours before we left. So I was a little upset about that. Nice. But it is what it is, you know. Well, it must have been pretty cold because it was cold here the past couple of weeks. So, I mean. It's always cold here. I know. It's impossible not to be. I, I definitely think it's a different kind of cold, though. I'm convinced of that even more so. I, it was like there was one point it was like 33, 34 degrees, which up here you would think that's fine. Down there, I could not stay warm. Yeah. Like like I got back to the Airbnb and we blasted the heat. I just could not stay warm. I nice. don't I don't know why. Yep. Well, let's just dive right into this a little then. Um, what does having a vision while being under a vision? mean what is that yeah uh so to be completely honest with everyone uh i ended up uh hearing a talk very similar to this at the cmn conference and so i kind of took what he said i just want to expound on it a little bit more this was at one of the breakouts and i thought that it was really good because in in organizations church or or uh other you know nonprofits or business organizations whatever it may be uh, more often than not, people find themselves with the vision that they are starting to create while serving another vision or another mission. Yeah. And so uh, the idea is, can people have a vision underneath your vision if you're the senior leader? Mm-hmm. Are you going to empower them to be able to have a vision underneath your vision? And then what does that look like? And so what, what's kind of cool about it is uh, you can have this big vision. Someone else can have a vision that aligns with your vision, and then they can have another vision that aligns with that. And so it's kind of like the, the the movie Inception, right, mm-hmm. about the yep. dream. Is he having a dream? Is he not having a dream? He has a dream inside of another dream inside yep. of another dream. Yep. And then before you, you know, the movie even ends, was it even real or was right. it all a dream, right? right, right. Um, so it's kind of like this, and it kind of kind of like that, so to speak. Is having a vision underneath a vision underneath a vision to where all are serving a vision, but everyone still has the empowerment to be able to run with their vision. And so St- Steve Jobs said it like this, if you don't work on your dream, someone will have you work on theirs. Boom. And so all of us should be dreaming. All of us should be having a vision for the future, whatever that looks like, what organizations we want to work for, what we want to specialize in, even down to like how we want our family to be. Where do we want to yeah. be in retirement? You know, yeah. uh, Having a vision for that. And even think about Google, right? Google, uh, what I love about them is is it was this kind of simple idea, this simple dream that morphed into this multi-billion dollar organization. Mm-hmm. But with that, they even allowed their employees to take time during the day and dream up their own dreams right. or have their own vision. And out of that came Gmail. And out of that came Google Doc. And how many people do we know that use Google Doc. It's people being able to uh, do what they're gifted at and kind of have a vision for expansion, a vision for growth, but at the same time, it can serve the overall 
um, vision itself. Yeah. And so that's that's kind of a little bit of what we mean by having a vision while being under a vision. No, that's good. That's good. Um, great examples, too. Um, what if you're not a senior leader in the organization? How can someone have a vision, and how would that uh, kind of play a part of the overall vision? Yeah, so first off, let me address the senior leaders, all right? So senior leaders need to have vision. People cannot work for people who do not have a vision. And if you've worked in the fast food industry or if you've worked service jobs, you've been at jobs where you have a boss, you have an employer or a manager Mm -hmm. who's just content running things the way that they're going. As long as the numbers are good, as long as they're bringing in a bottom line, they want to keep things like that and they're okay kind of coasting. And if you're a type of person who has a lot of ambition, a lot of vision, uh, you dream a lot about what could be in the future, being in that type of environment is actually going to stifle you, drive you nuts and drive you crazy. And eventually you're going to get disconnected. You're going to end up getting frustrated or you're going to leave the job. Yeah or whatever it may be along along those lines. And so I think for the senior leader's role, it's extremely important to have a vision of what could be for your organization. Or a vision, I think Andy Stanley says it, a vision of, of how things should be, though they're not, yep. right? Yep. <clears throat> and yep. so jumping back to Steve Jobs, you know, he had this vision of, I would like a personal computer or... I shouldn't have said that, a Mac in every household <laughs> in the world, right? Yeah. And so he designed a, a computer that was so easily used, so, um, so sharp in the way the imagery was, and people were able to buy into his vision. So let's, let's then dive into this, the second part of this question, I guess, or really the first part. Mm-hmm. If you're not a senior leader in the organization, how can someone have a vision, uh, and how does that play a part in the overall vision? So I, I think that you really have to – Align yourself up with an organization that speaks the same values mm-hmm. that, that you have, that's going the same direction that, that you want to go. And you might be able to speak to this a little bit because you work in a very large organization, mm-hmm. but they have to have the same values, the same direction, uh, maybe the same ambitions that you do, that you see your dream lining up with their dream or your vision lining up with their vision. And and maybe it's it's such a big vision that you know that that you don't want to be able to reach top status, so to speak, of the vision, right. but that your vision can fall in with that. And I think that uh, many times great organizations like Google and Facebook uh, and great churches and ministries out there, they allow their people to have a vision within the vision that supports the overall vision, all right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and th- again, I want to I make this clear. This is not we're going to have two organizational visions. It's a personal vision that someone can have within the context of the organizational vision. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, you, lo- you work in a very large organization, mm-hmm. and there's many different departments. Um, you have anything to say about this? Um, I know that a lot of our stuff has also come out from individual people having time to, to do stuff, so... Um, like I know I have the freedom a couple hours a week to kind of just code anything and anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, I'm trying to think, I know there are, there are like a list of, of features that have come out of the product, whether it be from sales or from someone else, just like mocking it up, spending the time working on it. Um, and those are, you know, separate visions, whether to in- increase one part of the product or the entirety of the thing that still fit the overall vision, but it was done outside of, you know, the normal nine to five type stuff. Yeah, totally, totally. So, yeah, and and I think uh, for an organizational leader, just having the flexibility, uh, and and I heard it said like this, and it just it really it really challenged the way that I think, especially in churches and ministries. 
you're not working for minutes. You're working for moments. Yeah. You're not working for minutes. You're not going in in ministry and punching a time card. And, and trust me, if you're a pastor or you're in ministry, even a volunteer and you're listening to this, you know the sacrifice that you have to make. You're not working for minutes to be able to receive a pay. You are working for a moment that you're trying to create ultimately with the Holy Spirit. Um, and so people kind of being able to come alongside that. And this goes for any department in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so. That's good. Um, so organizationally, let's let's talk church. What is What does this look like for the church? Yeah. All right. So we'll take our, uh, our church. We'll kind of break down city church. So first off I have, I am the senior leader at city church and I have the responsibility of carrying the vision of casting the vision, mm-hmm. uh, and casting a compelling vision. I, I believe that it does have to be compelling. Um, and so I'm responsible for kind of setting up where we're going and then the parameters that are within the line of the overall vision, uh, of the church. Right. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> Excuse me. There comes that cough again. <laughs> and so uh, I, I think I think about it like this. I love kids. Mm-hmm. I am not passionate about kids ministry. Yeah. I don't have a vision for kids ministry. Okay. But if there are people in our church and people on our team that have got a vision for kids ministry, and it does not take us doctrinally to the left or doctrinally to the right, it's it's within our essential, so to speak. Mm-hmm. It speaks our core values. Then I should be secure enough as a leader to empower whoever it is in kids ministry to be able to take their vision and to run with it. And then for you to just be able to check in and see how things are going. Yeah. Um, and, and, and the same thing with youth ministry, the same thing with every department or every ministry within a church, right? And so someone was talking the, the other day, and they have a passion for women's ministry. And they were talking about, hey, what would it look like for City Church to get some kind of women's ministry up and rolling? And I'm like, you know, that's that's a great idea as long as it fits within our vision and how we are executing our vision. And um, as long as personally, I don't have to invest a whole lot of time as the senior leader into that because I know zip, zero, zilch yep. about yep. women's ministry, right? Yep. And so you, you're giving people the opportunity to be able to do their vision within the vision of the organization. Right. Um, right. And I think that the more you can do that, as long as it, it supports the overall vision, as long as you can do that, the more you're going to be able to empower people, yep. uh, the more you're going to be able to trust people, and the more that you're actually going to find yourself as the senior leader getting out of the nitty-gritty type stuff that may be happening within the organization. Because other people, they have a passion to do it. They have a vision to do it. They have a dream to do it. You know, someone, you may have someone who it is their dream to counsel married couples in your church. Yep. Um, let them, it, like, it's it should not pull you away from the gospel, right? But let them be able to counsel married couples and you'll find out of their fulfillment that the overall vision, the overall organization is actually going to get healthier, stronger, and grow more. Uh, That being said, let me give a word of caution. While people may come up to you and they say, Hey, I want to do X, Y, and Z. I think it's important to make sure that it's something that pulls people into discipleship and Mm -hmm. not just another program for the church to do. Churches get very bogged down on programs that do not produce life change. And those programs are actually what cripple a lot of churches, especially churches under 500. Um, Keeping it simple, but allowing people to run with their vision within the context of simplicity in the church. Yeah, that's good. And as a senior leader too, I'll say it's always nice to have... um, 
just them being vocal enough to to know that there's a culture to support it, right? If the culture's yeah. not there to support it, then um, it's harder for you expect your employees to take the initiative and do it, right? Because um, <clears throat> I know me for the most part, it's it's also just I'll do it, but I also understand that sometimes people are old school and don't want it and stuff right. like that. So if the culture I know around me is is meant for that and and designed for that, and I know I have a a leader who back me up, it's more likely to happen. Yeah, yeah, abs- absolutely, totally, totally. And look, this this also um, transponds over into multi-site ministry as well yeah. across campuses. Someone's going to have a passion for or vision for for a city that they're in yeah. that maybe I won't. And that's one of those things that I have to be able to entrust them to be able to run with that within the confines of the parameters that are set up. You know? Right, right. No, that's good. What if I have a position in the organization and I just hate my position? What should I do? Yeah, so I think it's good because I th- we all have, have had dead-end jobs or we've all had jobs where we absolutely hate what we're doing. No one likes to clean the toilets, right? No one likes to wash dishes. Uh, um, I don't want to say no one. Most people don't. And so they may find themselves at a dead-end position that they have no zeal and no drive for. It's important for a leader to recognize that because that ultimately is going to stop the productivity within the organization. Right. It's going to it's going to derail things and, and pull things. And so I am I am taking um, these four these four questions from some from somebody else, and I'll reference them at the the end of the podcast. Uh, but uh, but I want to I want to kind of lay these out. This is what this particular organization does whenever someone feels like they're frustrated with their position or they're irritated or they just have no vision for their position. And so the first question that they ask, again, this is the coach, the employer, uh, the manager asking the employee, uh, the other person on the team, they ask them you know, these questions like, mm-hmm. are you in a place of obedience? Yep. Meaning, is this something that God has told you to do or has he called you to do something else and you're just in the wrong position? Yep. And taking it a little bit further, can you be obedient to the vision and the authority that's been placed over you? Mm. So uh, number two is, <coughs> excuse me, are you in a season where you are fulfilling a promise? And by that, a commitment that you made to the organization. And so, Nathan, I think that you said that there's some kind of commitment with you for a year or two years, whenever you started your job, that they wanted you to be there that yeah. long. Yep. Um, and obviously, anybody can leave, right? right? But if you leave, there's going to be some repercussions because of that. Right. Whether it is uh, you can't find work in this particular area. I know some churches do that. I don't know necessarily if I agree with that, but that's another topic for another day. Or we're going to take uh, a portion of the sign-on bonus that we gave you back because you left you know, right. prematurely. And so am, am I or are you in a season where you are fulfilling a promise? And so we have people in our church who have committed to a five-year commitment at City Church. You know, we prayed about it. We feel this is where we're supposed to be. We're committing hell or high water to five years. Mm-hmm. And at the end of five years, we're going to pray about it and reevaluate and see where we are from that. The third question is, um, are you adding something to your life? Are you adding something to your life? And by that, is it a season where God is wanting to add a skill trait to you mm-hmm. or add maybe a spouse to you? Yep. or um, Or are you... Did you just have kids and you're, you know, you're in a different season. And so it's important for you to also recognize it's easy to get frustrated with a job if you're con- constantly tired at home, right? Right, right? Because then you go into work with no vision, no motivation. You're absolutely tired. 
but God has just given you something and you just have to learn how to steward the home life while stewarding the work life and the yep. ministry or whatever it may be. Yep. So are you at a season or are you adding something to your life? And then the last one uh, is, am I here in this position for needed development? Mm. And this isn't necessarily talking about um, learning a new trait, right? This is talking about needed character development. Is God using the employer, the manager, the pastor, whoever I'm under, and me supporting their vision for um, needed character development within my life? Mm. And if so, if so, um, you need to really dig in deep and, and make yourself aware to what God is ultimately trying to do in your life right. uh, through you during that season. And so I think that if, you, you know, if you're in an organization and you find yourself frustrated, you find yourself just not having vision or drive for your job, ask, the, ask yourself those questions. And I believe that that will really reveal to you where you are. And then from there, you can prayerfully seek a next option or a next step, whether that's to continue or to leave or whatever that may be. Yeah. No, that's good. Good for. Um, and I definitely, you know, there's a lot of good ones there, especially the obedience and the the session of fulfilling a promise. Those are the ones that I know that um, uh, I've probably been the most involved in. I feel like they're the most common too, right? You make a commitment to something. It's always uh, a reason not to leave somewhere. Yeah. It's, I, in my mind, it's kind of the most common uh, one too, or kind of the most like binding one that people make. Yeah. You know? and, yeah. and I want to make, I want to make something clear since you said that because of the day and age that we live in, mm-hmm. if you, if you committed to an organization, but you were straight up being abused, manipulated, and true, and um, true. taken advantage of in your organization, if they're asking you to do things that are unethical or unmoral, like by no means do we say stay because you committed for five years. Right. Like th- that's grounds to leave. They're violating the employer-employee relationship. Right. What we're talking about is you're just frustrated because you got to do stuff that you don't want to do necessarily right. or that you have no passion for. Um, and you're ready for the next change, right? right. So I just want to make that no, want to make good, that very a good clear. point. Yeah, there's a difference there for sure. Um, so I could see it being easy for a team member to feel that their vision uh, maybe is being overlooked, right? Or their vision uh, maybe is pulling away from the overall vision. Can you speak to this feeling at all? Or yeah, so I think uh, you actually mentioned something a few minutes ago, uh, and I think that it's it's important for people. You you kind of have to. You kind of have to ask yourself, am I speaking up and communicating clearly my vision or my dreams that I have? Mm -hmm. And so this is something that we do at City Church is whenever we sit down and we do evaluations of our staff and and our directors and stuff, we, we actually ask the question, where do you see yourself in three years? What personally... What are some personal goals that you want to achieve this year? What are some professional goals that you want to achieve this year? Because we want to hear their dreams. We want to hear their heart. Uh, now, we can't do this with everyone, but with five or six people that are on our team, uh, we, we do try to do that with, um, at least annually. Uh, the, the other thing with that is, is, are you communicating with your director or with your manager, your boss, your pastor about maybe the vision that you have within the context of the organization? Yeah. Do you have a vision that would um, actually help the organization, and are you communicating that enough? And again, it brings it back to personal reflection, personal assessment. You have to be honest with where you are and, and really asking yourself the questions with that. The other thing that I would say is if you feel like your vision is actually pulling away from the overall vision yep. and it is starting to divide into two visions, it is best that you go ahead and leave the organization and that you communicate that. And you say, hey, where I feel like I am headed is not in alignment with here and here's why. And you clearly state that, you clearly lay that out. Only a full employer would would try to convince you to stay on if they felt 
that your vision was not aligned with their vision and if you felt the same way. Mm-hmm. Only a fool would, would want you. And, and so, it, look, if someone comes up to you and say, hey, I'm headed in this direction and it's opposite of this, um, then it's, it is time to have that conversation and to make a transitional uh, exit for that particular person. Yeah. And I do believe that there are times that that happens. Uh, right. an, another thing that I would say is with everyone's dream and with everyone's vision, and this is something we, we talked about actually today at City Church, is make sure that you honor vertically and laterally, mm-hmm. like horizontally. You want to you be able to honor the other people on your team who may not have the exact same vision as right. you, but it's still supporting and helping the overall right, vision. Right. And that is really, jumping back to our previous podcast, learning how to talk one another, learning how to affirm one another, learning yep. how to, whatever it may be, yep. all of that stuff just adds value uh, with with the team itself. And it mm-hmm. really does create that sense of synergy and unity and team bonding, so to speak. That's good. That's good. Um, so that's the last question I had. Is there anything else that you want to talk about uh, with this year, I see you have a book. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I do want to make sure that I'm like quoting the questions and, and some of this content. And well, where, where I heard it from, that kind of got my brain ticking because it was a phenomenal section. But it's mm-hmm. Rob Ketterling, uh, and Rob Ketterling, he is the uh, pastor of River Valley Church, which also River Valley Worship is kind of blowing up right now. They've got nine campuses in the Minneapolis area. Oh, okay. Wow. And so, um, kind of up there with the Frozen Chosen, we totally get that but it was a phenomenal uh absolutely phenomenal uh kind of breakout that he did and just kind of got my mind working and and his was actually specifically directed to multi-site and so what i tried doing was kind of taking some of the stuff i learned from there taking some of my stuff and kind of molding it to more of contextual single church or smaller church type organization so it was really good though do you going off topic here do you do you see since what he brought with multi-site and the issues that we talked about not issues but the the, the the kind points. of vision yeah being under vision um, have you seen any of that or has anything clicked in your brain with us launching the Rensselaer campus yeah uh, I I think that I think that if anything with going multi site specifically with the Rensselaer campus is mm-hmm. that we as the sending church if you want to call it or the main location the main campus we have to continue to remain supportive yes and yep. um and understand that there's some co- contextualization issues in between the two campuses mm-hmm. uh, that we just have to be aware of they can't do exactly everything that we do right, and vice right. versa um they still should have the same language same culture and stuff like that but uh but yeah so i guess i guess if anything it's kind of just challenged me to be more supportive and more empowering over there at a local level yeah no that's good that's good anything else as we wrap up, uh, no, I am going to be in the very, 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 very far south pretty soon. Well, that's good for you. Hopefully, it'll be warmer this time you go down. It will. Rather than it's supposed to be in the eighties and nineties. Oh, good, good so for you. That'll be nice. Awesome. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening to this episode. Uh, we hope you got to learn something about vision and about having employees uh, kind of have visions of their own, supporting yours. If you have any questions for us, you can find us at insideoutgroup.org. Email us podcast at insideoutgroup.org. Um, if you want to find Michael, you can find him anywhere at the internet at Mike Moore, ALB, or therealmikemore.com. Uh, we thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next week.